Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks, the podcast of Leif Hetland and Global Mission Awareness. Hello, everyone. This is Leif Hetland, and welcome to Kingdom Family Talk. And we just finished our big Kingdom Family gathering in Colorado. So uh, it's often the battle you fight after the battle you won. We just had an amazing time with an open heaven, and we're back again into the office. And I'm so excited to be back again and just connecting with you. And today I have my very, very dear friend, Paul Manwaring with me all the way from London. So Paul, welcome to Kingdom Family Talk. Thank you, Life. Good to be with you. Good to be with you and uh, Jennifer again and spend some family time together. It's great, wonderful. It it is beautiful. Tell me a little bit, when was it that we met? We were trying to think about that. uh. (laughs) You know, I think the first time that we met was uh, around about 2004, if I remember correctly and I think you came to Bethel and you did a business conference Uh, I think that was the very first time we met and it's kind of a strange that I did a business conference Uh, that's kind of a little bit far back but uh, because I'm not known necessary for doing a lot of uh, business but with Lance Wallnoy we did this you did a Lance Wallnoy one you might have come for a prophetic conference as well so it could be that I met you first prophetic and then you did the Lance Wallnoy business conference and then I came back again and and we were hanging out. And I think I even was, I got the honor of being part of some of your journey. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, for definite. I always joke, you know, you were the first man that kissed me in 32 years of my life. So <laughs> that's that's the, the part of the journey that I talk about. Yeah. But yeah, you were very much a part of uh, Sue and I getting breakthrough, really settling into uh, Bethel and continuing on our journey of being son and daughter of the king. Yeah, and I, uh, for me personally, as well as for Jennifer, they are some of our covenant friends, and we've had this amazing friendship. And one of the things that I'm very excited about, uh, I had the honor just right now to uh, forward uh, Paul's new book. And I've said it in regard to the glory, if you have not read the last book that Paul wrote, it's it's my favorite book about the glory of God. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about things fathers do, and how did you come up with this amazing idea? (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, it's called Things Fathers Do, and it's really about how we reveal the Father. Uh, But we reveal the Father by being fathers. And uh, I've got a chapter in there for the women too, because obviously women also reveal the Father. Uh, The idea began uh, when I was in Brazil with my youngest son, uh, for the 2014 uh, Soccer World Cup, and we got to go and uh, and watch England play football in Brazil, uh, which was a wonderful experience. Then I was I was due to preach the day I got back from Brazil, and I was I was just thinking through um, while I was there things fathers do, and uh, you know because I'm there with my son in Brazil. Uh, making memories. And I just began to write down a list of things that fathers do. And then I I'm, I kind of married it with my own life experience. And my father died when I was 15 years of age. I probably couldn't tell you many things he said, but I could tell you a lot of things he did. And he taught me a lot of things, even really he was ill when I was 13. So my first 13 years of my life, my father modeled things to me. Hmm. And so I, I just began... Do you mind sharing a few of those things? That yeah, you know, I, I'll share one that, that 
uh, a lot of a lot of guys need this one. My my dad showed me uh, how to love my wife because of how he loved his wife. Beautiful. And from a very young age, I, I've never been embarrassed about going into a laundry shop to buy things for my wife because my dad did that for his wife for my mother. Mm-hmm. And and it's a it's a, a simple thing. I know a lot of guys who won't go shopping for their wives. Um, so that was that was a really big one. He 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 understood extravagant giving, not necessarily the cost, but the fit of the gift to the person. Mm. And he went to extraordinary lengths uh, to buy gifts for nephews and have them delivered. So you know he he taught me that, um, and really things like thankfulness or or joy those sort of things that that the father gets to teach and the father makes memories I, I you know my dad made memories that's what that's what fathers get to do and a lot of it really is that um you know i hear some people talk about well we're human beings first we're not human doings i understand that i i, I get it and i'm one of those that says that yeah, so I know yeah, you are. Yeah. but you know god did something and then he rested, mm-hmm. and he rested in the fruit of his labors. Mm-hmm. So I, I never want to separate being and doing. I want to marry the two together. Beautiful. Because out of my being, I do things. Yeah. So, um, you know, some of it's my personal journey. Um, I've written about um, holy jealousy, mm-hmm. uh, which is really that we should be jealous not of, but for. So our God is a jealous God. He is jealous for us to reach our full potential. So I want to be jealous for my sons to reach their full potential. So there's about 30 plus chapters, very short chapters of things fathers do that every one of us can do in our everyday lives that reveal our heavenly father. And I like to be practical. You know that. Yeah, I do. If you were to say then for your two sons, what are some of the things that you do to give them the same thing as your father gave gave to you in regard to? Yeah, well, I mean, definitely um, family time, spending time together. Um, I think also knowing them, you know, when you, when you know someone, and this is the whole thing about raising favorites. See, when I first heard the language of raising favorites, it made me nervous because the world is it slips into favoritism. But when you raise a favorite, you treat somebody according to their identity, their calling and their gifting. So I have two sons. One loves music. One loves soccer or football. You know, it's no point in me buying a three thousand dollar saxophone for the son that loves football. I, I buy him the football. I buy him the football soccer kit. I take him to Brazil for the World and Cup. And I take him to Brazil for the World <laughs> Cup because I, I know him. So actually, when we raise favourites uh, in our families, you know, both my sons are favourites, and I demonstrate that by knowing their calling, their gifting, their identity, and the things that they love. And, and that's really been a part of our lives. Mm. There's actually something additional to that though and that is that sue and i we both lost our dads when we were 15 and 16 years of age and we've made a deliberate decision in our lives to give our sons and our grandsons what we didn't have and that's that's a conscious kingdom choice i i watch some people it's like well i didn't have that so why should they have that whereas our approach is no we didn't have that 
We know the value of that. So we, we go out of our way to be the mum and dad, the grandparents that we, we never had. Uh, and that's very important to us. How, how do you do it also in the, I know in the natural family, and we're also talking about, you talking apostolic family or a kingdom family that we're talking, and I know there's a lot of pastors and leaders, and we're kind of moving into an apostolic family or kingdom family model. So how do you do that in, uh, in if you can say it, in local church with staff uh, in regard to, I mean, how, same approach, but just now through covenantal relationship, in a well, larger setting. You know, the most important thing is that we're sons and daughters on the inside. Yeah. So, it, you know, a father is a son first. Mm. In fact, I believe that the only true identity is a son or a daughter. That I'm a father is a role carried out by either a healthy or an unhealthy son. That's good. So I'm a son first. And everybody needs to know that they are sons first or daughters first. And if I'm not a healthy son on the inside, every father will let me down. They just will, because there'll be something wrong with what they do. So everyone needs to be a son, needs to be a daughter first, needs to travel the journey of sonship and daughtership. And that then becomes this journey into being fathers and mothers. And Really, the greatest privilege of my life, you know, the great privilege of my life is to be a father and to be known as a father in a move of God, and particularly these days, a father of evangelists. Mm. So that's a that's a huge piece of it. And practically what we've got to do, we travel the identity journey. But one of the other things we need to do is on the journey from sons to fathers, we often have to overcome some lies. And, and one of the biggest lies in, in the family in this apostolic kingdom family which is probably one of the most important things we can do today is to overcome this lie that i don't have to be better than you at what you do to be a father in your life mm. and i had a major breakthrough in that with a with a very very close friend of mine who's a wonderful evangelist and he really embraced me as a father in his life and and the day he did i broke a lie because in the natural, uh, my son's a musician. I'm not. I play, I play CDs and playlists. He plays 10, 12 instruments. But who does he want on the front row of his performance? His non-music playing dad. Mm. Why? Because I'm there to encourage him, to believe in him, to cheer him on. So this is, as we become more apostolic, as we know that our assignment is to bring heaven to earth, as we know that our assignment is kingdom, which is to raise up men and women who become the leaders in our world of business, government, healthcare, or wherever, we will need pastors, church leaders who are secure in their identity and can father people that are bigger than them, more competent than them, more able than them. And that's one of the biggest shifts of fathering in an apostolic family. That's so beautiful. Uh, just tell me very quickly, things fathers do. I have the honor of having a copy here. But when is this going to be released and how can people get hold of it? It's going to be on Kindle or Audible or is there... It'll be on, it'll be on Kindle. It'll be available um, on the usual Amazon uh, websites around the world. It'll also be available on uh, the Bethel Store website so that the hard copy books will be um, on Amazon and Bethel and then the Kindle will be available uh, on the usual online places. It's not an Audible yet because it's not been 
recorded yet, but that's when another be, project. When can people and get it? April the 7th, it's published. April the 7th. So yes. put that in your calendar, April the 7th. I got it here and I had the honor of reading the, the, the script and I'm going to read the book again. And it's just uh, adding some tremendous, tremendous value to me. And, and as I am growing to become a more healthy boat father, uh, I can also help other people to be healthy. And I think this is an incredible tool. And also just back to, I know that you are still part of the senior leadership at Bethel. And, uh, but I think one of my sermon and favorite sermon, there are several that you do, but one was, did you get what you came for? That's kind of one of your big classics. And just share a little bit about that because you spend this time in a better culture. And then I think it even for us when we're coming in and we used to this phrase at the kingdom family several times. And also, did Jesus get what he paid for? That was another one that just took your line and it just made it into something that Papa Jack was using. So share a little bit about uh, that. And now your journey in England, uh, you've been there now for the last three years with your family. <laughs> well, I was getting ready to leave Bethel. I'd been there for 15 years and I began to write a message, uh, a kind of a final preach. I knew that I would have opportunity to preach. And I actually had written uh, 14 points and I wanted 15 because I'd been there 15 years. It's just me, I'm, I, the way I'm, I'm wired. I actually went to Stockholm for Awakening Europe and I stayed in room 1515. Mm -hmm. So I knew I was okay. I knew 15 points for 15 years, but I needed my last one. And uh, God gave me my last point while I was uh, in Europe. And then I came back to Bethel and preached. And the, the message was really birthed out of a memory. And the memory was uh, I'd been at Bethel probably two years. Uh, so around about 2003, 2004. And at the end of a Sunday night meeting, we were lined up around the walls, as we often were. And Bill Johnson came and prayed for me and he put his hand on my chest and he pushed me up against the wall. He wasn't pushing me to push me over. He was, he was putting something inside of me and he, he prayed those words. He said, give him what he came here for. Wow. And so 13 years later, I'm getting ready to go home. And uh, we knew we were called. We knew we were sent. Um, and, I, and I knew that that was the biggest question. Did I get what I came here for? And of course, I, I, there were many things that I got that I didn't know that I went there for. Yeah. And of course, Bethel literally saved our lives, physically saved our lives. Yeah. I would say in many other ways, uh, changed our lives yeah. and now has given us a completely new life. I know that sounds terribly cliche, but it's the truth. Mm -hmm. and, and I wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for being at Bethel Church. And so I just started to develop this list, these thoughts and... Um, you know, did I get what I came here for? And, and one of, really, I think I made it the first one is, did you learn to worship? Wow. And, uh, you know, it's very easy to go to Bethel and sing the songs, mm. but did you learn to worship? Come on. And, uh, and that really was the beginning of it. And then, you know, did you take care of your identity? Yeah. Did you deal with that? Did you, did you really take care of being a son? Um, did you learn, I think, probably one of the biggest lessons that, that Bethel is giving to the world is did you learn to embrace mystery? Wow. And that the ability to embrace mystery opens the doorway for heaven to pour out the more. It's, it's so significant. And then other things like, you know, did you, uh, did you learn to value prophecy? Mm. 
um, uh, did you did you understand that heaven's government is family? Do you believe your story? Um, really, uh, a, a really huge and very very significant point um, because I believe we all need to uh, believe our stories. And, and so there are there were fourteen points that I already had, and then the fifteenth I believe is is maybe uh, for the Europeans. Uh, I would say for the Australians. Um, probably for the South Africans, I would put them in there, uh, and many European countries, including yours. Mm. The last point was the one that, that God gave me. And he said to me, he said, if you get a taxi in New York, the cab driver will tell you that they're going to change the world mm. because this country, America, has confidence. Mm. And he said, he took me to Luke chapter 4, and there I read that Luke, uh, sorry, that Jesus returned to Nazareth where he was brought up and stood up. And I knew that what God was saying was, you're returning to Europe Mm. where you were brought up and you need to stand up with confidence and with boldness. Because, you know, the Australians have tall poppy syndrome. In other words, if somebody grows a little bit above the rest of the field, somebody cuts them down. And we have Jantelov in Norway. And you have Jantelov. And the Brits, we don't need any help. We just put ourselves <laughs> down. So my last point was that. And uh, it is one of my favorite messages. And I'm, I'm currently uh, having it rewritten as a devotional. I almost thought I was going to be prophet right now because I was about to say, have you thought about doing a book on it? Because I think it is... Uh, yeah. Or a devotional, at least, it would be phenomenal blessings to all of us because I do want in every season of life to get the nutrients so I don't have to cycle, circle that again and again. But uh, my, well, my verse for this year, and actually I think it's the rest of my life, it is that, Father, Father, I have glorified you here on earth and I finish everything that you called me to do. Yeah. That's, uh, of course, John seventeen four to live and love in such a way that brings glory to my Father, but also finish everything that he called me to do. So then each season, when that, if that was when I was a Baptist or the season that we've gone through, we just finished 20 years with GMA, but that have been faithful in those seasons, but also getting what Jesus paid for, but also getting the nutrients of that season so I can move into the next season in life and we're just moving into a brand new season. I was just uh, kind of fascinated because one of the things I've been in, I bought a cheerleader, I think, and encouraged it to you because of both of the times when yeah, in Belgium and other places when we've been together and minister some of the things that you're carrying that I do believe that uh, add so much value to my life, to our movement. And uh, I just had the honor even today just to sign up because you have something that I've waited for for several years, some tools. I've had partial access to that. But I wanted access to some of that that I can bring into my life, into my family, into us as a kingdom family movement. And I want you to share a little bit of some of the things that you're developing now, because I do know that as as an apostolic father here, that you want to actually now take some of your special sauce and to make that available to a lot of people that are out there. So just tell me about some of the tools that can help us uh, in regard to both finding our identity and our authority and everything that, that I think that God wants for us, and that is fullness. Because almost every single person I meet in life, they, they nobody have an intention to want to finish bad. Nobody have an intention to, to just continue to be in the wilderness and never been able to get out. 
I think almost everyone had more prophecy than they have destiny, and the list goes on and on. And then in the middle of it, you're coming in uh, almost as a, as a kingdom life coach and giving the tools that is available so that the very seed in each person's life can become a tree and later on become a forest. So that's why I appreciate about what you do and what you have. And one other reason today, I signed up and I invested for the next year to get some of those things available in my life because I value and I celebrate that. So share a little bit with us because I think it's going to add tremendous value to the yeah, people listening. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I, I really divided into two. Um, I love the church. Um, I love organizations, actually, and, and the church is one of the great organizations on earth. And then there's the individual. So the, the two sides of it are one of my real passions in life is to equip the church um, so that the church can be what I believe she's called to be, which is to be an apostolic family, a place where people encounter God become a part of a family and are trained and equipped to change their world. And, and so the one half of the, uh, the website and what I have offer, on offer there is the um, organizational leaders subscription. And that gives leaders access uh, to a number of things, in particular, um, a revival leadership school, which is about 50 short sessions, 20-minute sessions, and then a workbook and action steps and declarations. And it's to take the leader on a journey of building an apostolic family. And there are some big shifts in the church. Mm. Um, one of the biggest, yeah, which... Very quickly, is that just for church leaders or is that also for marketplace leaders? Or can, uh, I it's, mean... it's slightly more for church leaders, but a... Um, you know, an intelligent marketplace leader will read it and will study it and will be able to translate it for their world mm. um, because there are quite a few things in there. Uh, there's also for the marketplace leader um, on, you know, on the website as well, another course, which is called Mastering Kingdom Administration. Mm. And that's very valuable for the marketplace leader, for an office manager, somebody leading a team. I just signed up for one. Would, and I know it has both, of course, the revival and creating the revival also culture. What else would be on that? I mean, so there's several different ways you can go. And I just kind of are looking at it and I found what fit me best yeah. for, for where I'm at in this season. So what would you say in regard to what are some of the different tools for different people that are available? On the- so there are, there are really uh, three or four main ways to come into this. Number one is the world changes. Uh, package, which is a monthly subscription, twenty pounds a month, that gives access to. That's the, about twenty four dollars yeah, for the people about, yeah, yeah, that's sort of a price. Yeah, yeah. that that provides uh, a number of the courses, um, a core curriculum for world changes, and that's a um, that's me talking about uh, the convergence that's happening, a world in change, a church in change, the way we express our beliefs in change, and the people in our world. Um, then there's Mastering Kingdom Administration on there. Um, there's also um, a, a training on there, which is one of my favorites on closing worship. So there's the World Changers package, which is really for individuals. Mm. There will also be webinars. There'll be at least 18 webinars dedicated this year for the individual. And I'll include in there... Did you say 18? 18, yeah, wow. webinars in, in the year. Um, and... That includes uh, a course which I teach on what I call whiteboard coaching, which is helping people to take the next step in their lives. 
so that's the individual package. Then there's the organizational leaders subscription, which you've signed up for, which is around about $50 uh, a month, 40 pounds. And uh, that contains everything that's in the world changes, plus webinars for organizational leaders and the Revival Leadership School, which is my newest school, uh, which I just described. People can also just sign up a one-time fee uh, for a year for the Revival Leadership School. So if you're a church leader, you could sign up for that and you get an access for for a total of 10 team members to go through the school together. And that will take you on that journey um, together. And then there, there are a couple of other packages, but those are the main ways of, of um, accessing what I'm, what I'm bringing. Yeah. And I think for people that are listening, I'm just one of the reasons I investing in that, whatever is valuable is where I'm investing in. So I just knew for me personal and the way I would use it, it's like if anyone coming into my office, you will see I have a library and I have a lot of different tools available. And that's the way I'm going to use this is that I, I will use a board as some devotional, but also in, in the area that I will take on a weekly basis. And I would take one of these lessons in my own life, because I do believe that 52 weeks from now, I can measure some of the things that will add value to my special sauce. And as a result of that, I will be a better husband, better father, and uh, the people here in the office will have a better boss and we can just go on and on and on. So I'm just encouraging because a lot of people, you don't have a chance to go to a school of ministry or quit what you're doing, but you do have an opportunity to be able to have access to the same thing and the same revelation that leads to transformation. So that's one of the reasons I'm doing it. And I encourage you or I challenge you to go on Paul Mandwaring and just look at the packages what is best for you and best for your organization. And I encourage us to do it together because you will probably see me doing quotes and you will see me doing some tweets and let's share some of these things together because I do believe that we're living in the greatest time that the world has ever seen. But it is going to be important for us to stay within our lane and being ourselves, being an original and, and just uh, the anointing rest up on the assignment that God has given you. So find your assignment, find your place at the family table and arise and shine for your light has come. Paul, could you just pray a blessing over our kingdom family and these amazing people that are listening? Because I do know that you have so much of that father heart over you and, and just a father's blessing can just unlock even the destiny that is in the sons and daughters. Yeah, and I actually began to develop a blessing, which is out of four things that I pray. And so I, I pray first uh, for everyone listening. I, I pray a father's blessing through these four themes. I pray first that you will see the greater works. Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do. And so I pray mm. that every one of you will see the greater works, whatever that means for your life, that you will see the greater works. And secondly, I pray, as Paul said, that we would grow from glory to glory. And we do that by honor, by positioning ourselves uh, under people more anointed than us. And so I pray that you would go from glory to glory. And I pray thirdly that you will see, as Isaiah prophesied, the increase of his government in your personal life and in your organizations and ministries. And then finally, as prophesied in the Old Testament and repeated by Paul, I has not seen nor ear heard what God has prepared for those that love him. Mm. And so I bless you with greater works. I bless you to go from glory to glory. I bless you with the increase of his government. And I bless you 
for the greater revelation, uh, for the honor of the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for listening to Kingdom Family Talk. And I will just encourage you to share this podcast with a friend. And if there's somebody, if you have been blessed, then just be a blessing by share this with somebody that you know. Love you. And I'm excited uh, to talk to you next time. God bless you.